Oh, here we go. We're back at it. Some actual big stories for once in the NBL. It's been a couple of down weeks, but we're kicking it off with some action here. Ford out. Giddy out. We'll mm. touch on that. But firstly, Pete, thank you again for getting so dressed up for this show. Well, I, someone told me that you were wearing a Salvo's white tee, and I said, you know what, at least I can put just a Nike logo on mine. But no, always good. I think I've worn this one already. I'm running out of shirts, mate. I we mentioned this before. The season's gone too long. I have no collared shirts left. I have absolutely nothing. I could wear a deep V-neck, but I don't know. It might just not go with the vibe of the show, and it would leave me open. Well, you've got your flannel here that you've worn nearly every second here. day of your life, so I'm glad that didn't get the it The right. farmer wants a fly flannel is not being worn on this show, but I may wear it for the farmer wants a <laughs> The flammer. There we go. It's that type of morning we'll kick it off then giddy out we've spoken about it for the last couple of weeks it seemed like it was just impending it was going to happen sometime i'm surprised that they decided to pull the pin after arguably get his worst mm. game of the season but at the end of the day it's the right move well it is and as soon as mathematically i think they couldn't make it all they might be mathematically able but they're not going to now they lost two games they shouldn't have lost the smartest thing to do is to pull him and now he just has to focus everything on the draft and it's exciting, for really exciting, and I love that everybody is bought in. I saw a couple of people saying why, because the NBL uh, are part of it. They said the NBL, uh, Josh Giddy, agent at 36, has all decided the right thing. Yeah. People said, well, he's a next star. The NBL have his rights, so that's all part of the conversation of when to pull him, and right time. It is weird, though, isn't it, after oh. he's probably his worst game. But, but then the hard thing is, you look at it, it's like, okay, if he says, no, 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 no. I want one more game. We've seen this story oh, a thousand times. Yeah, you have to go over on your ankle. Yeah. Jack White's done his Achilles, that, that sort of stuff. So do you give it one more game? Nah. It's not going to affect your well, Again, we said They've this- seen enough of him. Every, every player is going to yeah. have outlier games. And this was so much of an outlier mm. that it has absolutely no bearing on his draft stuff. No, you're exactly right. And we kept saying, I think it was even two weeks ago, that how much higher can he get? Because it looks like the top five in the draft are probably set. So can he break into that, even if he has a tri- two more triple doubles? Probably not. And here's the thing. And we saw it with Dante Exum, who started around that sort of 14 range. And then he shut it down for a year. Mm. And he moved up to number five. Mm. So I wouldn't be shocked if Giddy goes over for a couple of pre-draft workouts, plays well, they get to see his size. They know that he's played against men. That's the difference. A lot of these college guys, because they've played in these college systems, they get to these individual workouts, they get to the combine, and okay, well, maybe they'll lie a bit about their height there. They're not actually that big. Or when they put them through professional situations, playing against other guys that are men, you know, some guys from Europe come in for these pre-draft workouts. They're not working out with genuine NBA players, but maybe a couple of G League guys that are older in these workouts, and it's why you see a lot of guys try to avoid them because they want to keep their stock up higher. Giddy's a guy who's played against men, so he doesn't need to prove that. Some other guys will, so he can leapfrog a couple of guys in this draft based on that scenario. That and what people haven't talking about, the lottery hasn't happened yet. So when team, when it falls into what team has what pick, that changes a lot of things of who needs what kind of player. So you talk about the top five, uh, the projects being set, uh, prospects, all that kind of stuff. It depends on who's picking. Like someone needs like a, a, a Luka Doncic-type Guard and the Knicks aren't in it this year. That's a, yeah. The Knicks so, aren't going to be in it. That's what, so, so it all depends on who's picking what. Like they do have some really good prospects there, but I don't think he could have gone much higher in terms of what people were expecting. But right call to call it now. Sixes. I thought they were going to make a late run, losing to the Hawks. They shouldn't have lost that game, and then to the Kings. That the Kings are fighting with something more as well. It's probably curtains for the Sixes as well. Oh, it's curtains for the Sixes as well and truly. But I reckon he breaks into the top ten. I think oh, for sure. Hiatus, I think so two well. months, not doing anything, working out, getting bigger. Could probably pack on. Guys pack on a decent amount of muscle mm. in that time. And Giddy's game isn't based on flair and athleticism. It's, so he's the sort of body where you could put size on him. It's only going to help him on the defensive end. It's going to help him on offense. He's not a guy where it's like, oh, geez, do you whack some size on it? It might slow him down. No. 
Do you he know, can be a real solid guard. Do you know when he's going to go over to start working out? Is he going to stay here for a little bit? Well, the hard thing is with out. the visas and all that sort Correct. of stuff at the moment. So usually you would get over there as soon as right, possible. Straight that, away. Yeah. Get in with, you know, Moldovan. They've got Octagon now. He's got access to all the best facilities, all the best trainers. Mm. I would say they get over there as soon as yep. possible. But... It's not as easy. Who knows? But you know what? They seem to have been pretty generous to sporting stars throughout COVID. <laughs> Mate, that's true. If Matt Damon can get himself over here and Mark Wahlberg can get himself over here, then I'm pretty sure Giddy can find a way out of the yeah, country, true. especially because he most likely wouldn't be coming back mm. for a long time. So there's no worries about quarantine and that sort of stuff. So nature finds a way. I reckon he heads over within the next two weeks to the States. Gets in, starts getting big. 500 shots a day on those shooting guns out there. He'll get it done. I reckon he breaks into the top 10. Next up, now this one came as the biggest shock of the year so some, far. You and I can find some scoops every now and then, but this completely took Blind us off Blindsided. Yeah. Molohoff cocktail was not even, inflammable. Yeah. Is inflammable? Isn't that, that means flammable, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Okay, so no. I've, I've absolutely butchered the use of the term there. Well, speaking of butchering, <laughs> we segue. We'll get there. <laughs> Ford gone from the Kings. Now, the classic mutual decision, I reckon this, and I'm going to go out and I'm going to go on the record and say that I have no inside info on this whatsoever. This Mm. is just me making an assumption. Mm. I think that this was almost 100% Ford's decision. I don't think the Kings wanted to lose him at all, but I think there's something bigger at play here, which we'll see play out in the next month, two months. Ford will be back coaching again somewhere very soon. I'm not sure where but I don't think the Kings just wanted to let him walk out the door. Well, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, obviously, there would have been a little bit of something back and forth, I think. But I, I think the same thing of he's going to have to do what's best for himself and for his family. He's one of the best coaches in the league. He not is. Just and, dressed. And people people coming at me online because there's, oh, Gorgian and Trevor Gleeson. It's like, yeah, you're looking at guys that are so far down the track yep. in their coaching careers. Yes, yep. they've achieved far more than what Adam Ford has and may go on. Adam Ford could go on to... Not coach well yeah. for the next 10 years. I, I don't know. But right now, if I'm starting a team next season, mm. I want Adam Ford as a head coach. I rate him that highly because the way the game's moving, he's heavy in the tactics, scouting, that sort of stuff, in-game movement, all of that sort of stuff I find to be the best in the league at the moment. And what he did with the Sydney Kings roster this year, you know, there's a whole bunch of effery in the back, the shenanigans that goes on at the Kings. To be able to play through that and the injuries yep. – I've been pretty impressed. Well, the injuries is the big one. You take out the New Zealand Breakers for in terms of the adversity that a team's faced. The yep. Kings have faced the most adversity in the league by far. You talk about yep. all the injuries that started with Xavier Cooks. Angus Glover went down. They've lost Didi now. Um, Vasiljevic, their leading guy, went down. Jerome Martin was out for an extended period of time. They have dealt with the most adversity by far, and Adam Ford still put them in a position to make the finals. Yeah. It's incredible, like what he's done. They could still go on to make the finals. Oh, that sort of thing. It's going to be, t- yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. Yeah. But if they do make the finals, you you can make some arguments there for coach of the year. I'm, and he would have got you. the supposed boot, which I can almost guarantee. Did this in no way would this have been the Kings walk up to Adam Ford and say, "Hey, you're out the door next no. year. You haven't produced enough." No, this is Adam yeah, Ford saying, some, this what, "I either right, want to do something, something that's on. bigger, or there's, there's something." And I understand, you know, family. I don't believe the family lives in Sydney. I believe the family uh, yeah, stayed in WA. In WA yeah. So obviously there's stuff there. Is, it, is there rumours? Is Gleeson maybe? No, he's not going Moving anywhere. on. He's got the most comfortable yeah. job in Australian sport. Him and Adam Capon are the most comfortable. And, that, and, yeah, and that's also due to hard work. Like mm. I'm not saying Gleeson's just walked into a program. Oh, he's no. built a culture there that you can pretty much sit back and put that thing on autopilot mm. at the moment. We'll get on that. We'll get but on is there a chance? I mean, we're just assuming things. Well, there's now, two head coaches. There's coach. a coaching caras- yeah, carousel coming up up north. Is he going to roll into you never know. bullets? You never know. Uh. Brisbane, close to Sydney. Uh. 
Well, no, in terms of just when, you, when you're thinking of Brisbane, like who are you going to hand your keys to? That's the big thing. Like Adam Ford now. Well, you'd be foolish. If, if you're the bullets and you're not reaching out to Adam Ford, then you Oh, there has to be. A, there'll be a conversation. 100%. Sure. Oh, now how is this? Another one that people just unknowing. There is some stupidity out there. I didn't know whether to bring back the shit take segment for this one. Oh. Jock Landale. Oh. Now, the heat of the moment in the game. We're going to chuck the vision up so you can watch it. I'm sure everyone's seen it on Twitter already, but let's throw this up. Jock Landau, not happy that we're there filming a live game of basketball. <laughs> now, credit for Jack to Jack Heverin for playing that. But there's no, no better way to handle mm. that as a broadcaster. But for people to be coming out and acting as if they are the most holy people on earth who have never sworn or done anything in their life... This guy just picked up his third foul. With six minutes to go in the second With quarter. With six minutes to go in, in the second top quarter. Of the top of the table clash. Can we get the mic on what some of the Perth fans would have been yelling at Jock Landell <laughs> during that game? Can we get the mic on that? And I know you were held to a higher standard when you were on the court. But he's got a cameraman pressing a camera up in his face in the middle of a timeout. He's told him to get effed. Mm. And you know what? It's sport. That happens. It's emotionally, it's heated. It's emotional and it's heated. Mm. Not emotionally heated. We'll, <laughs> well just mix a couple of words yeah. in there. But that's what happens. Mm. And people shouldn't act like this is, you know, it's not front and centre of his mind. Oh, this is a, it's a broadcast. We, we're not going to be able to swear. Coaches swear in the timeouts all mm. the time. It's sport. Don't go acting so holy on Twitter. Well, we say, and you said the same uh, last year or the year before when we were talking a bit about like emotional reactions in terms of players, interviews. and That's just how it is. Like, yeah, you, that's what it is. And that's man, what we love. We want it to be real and he genuine. He picked up his third foul in a crucial game. Uh, and especially after what he'd spoken about in the media coming in, he wanted to be that public enemy against Perth. So there was a lot riding on him playing well and then yeah. winning. So he would have been a little frustrated. And I think you said before we started this that everyone's doing their job. He, he's being an athlete. Yeah, he probably shouldn't have swore, but there's no cameraman, love lost. Cameraman's doing his job as well. There's so no love lost just, between the cameraman and Jock Landale there. It's, if you put yourself in that position, cameraman, as he's doing, doing his job, it was actually good footage. Yeah. It's good to see a player react like that emotionally. But the last thing you want at that moment is a camera in your face. And I'll tell you what, that was probably up on the Jumbotron as well with everyone at Perth. And, that's, and the, Perth's going to lap that up. They're going to love oh, that. And you said there's up. nothing, there's no harm involved. I remember, so when I, when I played in Perth, of course, I sat down the end of the oh. bench. I had, oh, yeah, vocal. I had dyed blonde hair mm. at the time. You're just asking for trouble, aren't you? Asking for trouble. Yeah. But some of the Have stuff- Have you scored that, yet in the league? No, I hadn't. Or oh, even asked for trouble. Some of the stuff that was getting yelled at me, and I'm not going to repeat it on here because I don't want to just start- tarnishing because this isn't the Wildcats it's stuff, all away fans you know a bloke rolls in there with dyed blonde hair you yeah. can imagine you're getting called some things yeah. and just op- in the open air like nowadays if you yell something like that <laughs> you'd be kicked out of the arena you'd mm. be you'd be in the paper yeah like that sort of stuff so I, I just think it's a bit rich coming from Perth fans to go and not just to say oh maybe it was inappropriate to be going on a witch hunt on Twitter with it well it wasn't it- the only one. Well, if you know Jock, Jock's not, he's not an angry No, he's a great person. dude. Exactly, it's an emotional He's a great dude. It's an emotional but game. You, yeah, you said there was no harm, no harm done. No harm done. But I'll tell you what, there was harm done oh. to this poor, innocent chair oh. at the feet of Keanu Pinder. Oh, he's just, he's not, there was a bit of verbal going oh. on. Then. Get, get out of my way, chair. <laughs> For those who are listening on podcast form, Keanu just decides to boot the chair. That went second row of the, the crowd. Second row in the crowd. There, there was a, a laneway, luckily. <laughs> but he decided that to could go. have ended so bad. 100%. That could have ended real badly. Yeah. And we're not going to be, we're not going to be talking about this in the same fashion. Right now, it's funny, but you hit someone in that. Now, see, there's two different types of emotion. That there is way too far. 
It is. That's not part of the game, anything like that. If you're going to pick something, go at that. Mm. Not someone swearing on camera. The problem is there with that one is you, the way he's kicked it, yeah, there's a little rope that's stopping the, the stairs to the, to the crowd. That takes a lot of the brunt because otherwise it's probably going up and you see family, there's a baby there. Yes, the last thing on it. But you can like slam down on the chair. We've seen Nate Jawai do that in, in the exact same, probably the same chair actually. Yeah, poor chair's like had that, yeah, but as soon as you start, it's like booting the ball into the crowd. Oh, you risk okay, everything. There's, you there's, risk, there's, exactly. There's shit. a huge risk there. And also, but you can hurt yourself. Like he could have hurt his foot like if he gets it wrong on his toe or something. And then he's looking like a complete fool. So luckily nothing, none of came of that. And it could have been a lot worse. And some other vision we we thrown and we love. Oh my man, and my man Mirko Jerek as well. Just the shoe comes off. How's that? He goes Karate Kid for a second there and just looks like he's about to kung fu chop Adam Gibson in the throat. Mirko Jerek. Oh, Kyrie's. I don't know, man. Real shoes to me. He's lost a shoe or found a shoe, yeah. depending on what way you look at it. Nice. Now Simon Mitchell. 100% knows how well he's mic'd up and how much he, everyone can hear what he does. Yeah. Um, now, I realise that we should have, this just reminded me, of we should have got the vision of when Ryan Brockhoff was wearing the goggles the first time in that game last week and he, he subbed him in and as he walked past him, he was like, there was a timeout. So he was literally sitting right in front of Simon Mitchell with his uh, goggles on because he got yeah. fractured eye socket. He walks in and Simon Mitchell's come back and he's walked past him. He's gone to Judge Flavel and goes, what the... <laughs> <laughs> Where did he get those guys? I'm like, mate, you've just been staring at him. And it was the clearest thing because all the commentators were silent. So the whole uh, coach's mic was just straight on the broadcast. There is Simon Mitchell has absolutely no room to be talking about fashion. <laughs> now, I, I love Simon. I love Simon Mitchell. Mm. But my God, the green pants mm. are painful. Mm. And the shoes. Mm. Yeah. This guy, I believe when I was at Melbourne, he had one pair of shoes for about 15 years. Well, you can just tell he was asking whether those shoes were Kyrie's, and so he, he said he has no idea. He has no really? idea, so at least he was clearly honest. But We can get him some shoes. Sure. Maybe keep coaching? Fine. Yeah. Keep the coaching. Yeah. But the fashion, my God, someone music, has to get rid of those. And music taste. Music taste. No, he's got great music taste. Oh. It's fantastic music taste. Oh. I will give Simon that. Fantastic music taste. But the green pants. Mm. Oh. <laughs> it's not even a good shade of green. It's yeah. like that, what do you call it? I have absolutely no idea how to describe this colour, mm. but it's a shocking shade of green. <laughs> well, I'm with you then. <laughs> Sold me. Flawless. In player out of bounds. Who's to blame for Mojave King's disappointing season? Now, I've seen mm. almost the entirety, mm. and we saw Olgan tweet something the other day that I thought was interesting as well. Almost the entirety of this situation is being blamed on Mike Kelly and the Cairns Taipans. Now, Mojave, even in the games that he's played big minutes, he's done nothing to impress me yeah. on court. And I've said it before. You know, the Kansas Taipans aren't out here to hurt Mojave King's development or anything mm. like that. They're going to play the guy if he's going to help them win. And right now, I trust Mike Kelly enough to think, okay, maybe the way that Mojave's playing is not going to help them win games. That's why he's not on the floor. But it just seems like everybody else has a much different opinion to that. Well, even last night was, was a key because they played Perth and they just were really disappointing in the game that Olgan was tweeting about, the Phoenix game. They were yeah. really disappointing. But played 17 minutes up until three-quarter time. Took one shot. Not only that, but he didn't touch the ball in the half-court set. Like, I was trying to think back of, well, hang on. Every time this comes up, he doesn't even see it. Doesn't even get it as a reversal. Like, he is just getting put in the corner to try and – that's not the way – But am I right in saying that Mike Kelly has access to this kid every yeah, day and, but it's, at training? And they, can, so see, they can see what the kid can do. As we've seen that with the Cairns, they've been really disappointing all year and what's going on. There's so much more that's gone on behind the scenes that no one else is aware. And 
the easiest scapegoat in anything of this, their whole poor season, everything. Well, you never want to blame a kid. Like, that's the hard no. thing. I believe Mojave King goes on and plays in the NBA at some stage. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure we haven't seen enough to know. But it's what the, sort easy, of the easy way is to but. just say, for anything that's negative about a team or a player, is just to blame a coach because that's the easiest way. As we sit back as, as fans and watching and just say, well, he's not getting involved. He's not scoring. Like, that's on you. You know, why are you not playing him? Yeah. It's the easiest yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I feel like, my, I feel like I've been unfairly. There's yeah. plenty of things that, you know, <laughs> the Cairns Taipans coaching staff obviously has to explain this year in their mm. performance, but I don't think I'm going to put all that onus as much as is being put on on Cali, Jamie, and the Cairns Taipans with the development of Mojave King. Well, he just a, hasn't done enough when he's, he's out a, there, in he's my opinion. He's a teenager who has struggled with the inconsistency of minutes and everything from the start, and for whatever reason, we and don't that's know what I mean. that. We're not expecting... I'm not expecting no. this kid to blow it out of no. the water, but this is kind of like it's he, he's a yeah. teenager playing in a men's league. Some people, Giddy's a, a different beast. Yeah, and we have Let's no idea. Let's not compare this yeah. to Giddy. He may have – Mojave King may be around next year and have a massive season. We just don't know. Well, we don't – yeah, exactly. But we let's don't not know act like, you know, happened. the Taipans are stifling his yeah. development. I think that's a ridiculous call. Once he's – whatever the reason was for his minutes not there, being there at the start of the season, is played the mental side of a teenager coming into a pro league and having to deal with that is so hard to break through. Josh Giddy didn't have to deal with that. They just threw no. the keys eventually. <laughs> so it's a completely different situation. You can't say, well, the, the two next stars we spoke about coming in, and I'm I had him as a – Rookie of the year. I thought he was going to get more opportunity with Machado. Didn't get that. So you can't just point the finger. It's the easiest thing in the way to do when a team or a player is struggling and say, man, it's the coach's fault. NBL scapegoats. Mm. Many, many, many of them. Hot or cold? Wildcats, the best sporting franchise in Australia. 35 straight finals appearances. They packed the stands out in a league that notoriously has struggled to do so, and they've been doing it for a long time. It is ridiculous. This is the hottest thing we'll ever, we'll ever touch on. And I think we've had this exact same hot or cold before, but it's it deserves to be brought back up. 35 straight years, and we talk, We sat here in the preseason and we said, look, it's going to be tough for them with their roster. <laughs> we are idiots. And we even said we'll probably be saying we're idiots. It is absolutely absurd what they continue to... They just breed success throughout everything they do. But it's a culture, and it's weird to say, and I know it's easier said than done, but it's always strange that other teams don't try to copy it to some extent. Mm. When we talk about retention, mm. keeping players around, building on them, staying true to the same coach year in, year out. And I know it's easy when you've got a guy like Gleason that's a great coach to mm. keep him there, but the retention of players is so big for me. I understand having Bryce Cotton helps. Mm. But it's 35 years. Bryce Cotton hasn't been there for 35 years. But more than any other team, it seems like the Wildcats have nailed the retention aspect and keeping guys around. It's the retention of those crucial pieces that build the culture. And we talk about Jesse Wagstaff, Greg Heyer, those guys who came in off the bench and played their roles but played Perth Wildcats basketball on and off the court. Because then you bring in the young guys who just buy in instantly. They're surrounded by that. Damo, obviously, the, one of the It's the no cracks. dickhead policy. It's exactly No dickhead it policy. A yeah. lot of clubs, I know the Sydney Swans came out publicly and said yeah. they had a, a no dickhead sort of mm. policy. Like they'd ask the playing group, what's this guy like? Keep him around, yep. let him go. That sort of stuff. And it seems like the Perth Wildcats do a very, very, very similar thing. And it seems like anything that happens outside of Perth or whatever, the Wildcats are so good at saying, we can't control that. We're controlling what we can do. Well, it's the most isolated city in the world. That's what right? I'm, so. And they've bought into that and they're just saying, yeah. Look, you know what? It's us against the rest of Australia. And but that's a know? WA thing as it well. Is. And they love it. Like, I hate to break it to our Western Australian friends. Uh-oh. And I do love it as an ex-resident. Mm. No one over here gives a shit what goes on in WA. No. Nah. Yet we always hear this stuff from the W. Oh, the Eastern States, Vic Bias, they just hate us over here. It's a rivalry. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's just, we you're so far away. Do not care. It virtually doesn't exist. 
on our landscape. And honestly, it's actually the hardest road trip. And it's trip. a beautiful place. Don't it, get me wrong. I would live in Perth again. It, it, is, a, it is a beautiful place. It is the hardest road trip in the NBL because you fly over It's just a weird two-hour time difference or three hours. When you <laughs> and it's just you, you're playing at an odd time. You don't sleep. It's so weird to go over there. Even New Zealand's better to go, fly over to play. Oh, I don't yeah, understand yeah. why. And it just speaks to, yeah, buy into that, though. You have to. Is oh, and they have. Yeah, they have. They it own is, it better than any other yeah. state. There is more West Australian pride mm. than any other state. Has Mark McGowan, McGowan been to a game yet? I'm not sure. Surely. Probably. Speaking of like Surely. us against the world, you'd, you'd think Mark McGowan <laughs> would be there. Cam Oliver set to stay in the NBA. Hot again. Not a chance he comes back. Mm, I don't think he comes back, but I'm not sure. I'm not entirely sold. I reckon, is he worthy of staying in the NBA? Yes. He's going to get a gig. Oh, but the issue, he's played really well towards the end of the year, but you've got to remember that one, Houston are terrible. Correct. And two, Grayson Allen had... Damn near forty-five points once in some of these back of the season yeah, uh, losing with teams, understand sort of games when they when they rest a lot of guys. I just don't think GMs, owners, coaches put as much weight on the back end of the season for these guys. I hope that he gets a. Gig. I think he does, and I think actually, and because he's with Octagon, I think that helps a bit. Yeah, because he's with Moldovan, who's very, very, very good at this game. He's going to be able to get a gig, but it's it's one of those ones where it's it's not a definite yeah. at the moment by any stretch. Although he looks like he's earned it on court, it's very very tough producing at the back end of the season and then getting a contract. I think he gets some sort of chance to show. And you look at like the Brooklyn Nets with like the Claxton and these guys who just come in and then they sign him for the rest of the year. He's going to come in. They want people want athletic bigs that can shoot the three ball. Like that's what he's coming in to do. So that's yeah. and. NBA, if you're not going to try and get defensive player of the year, doesn't no one cares about your defense. <laughs> He's going to be okay if you're not. Did literally- you see the defense on one of those dunks? He had like an up fake and yeah. drove to the rim. Three dudes watched him go. No through one there. cares. No one. It is almost easier for mm. Cam Oliver, in my opinion, if he plays the entire game to load the stat sheet than it was in the NBA for his style of game. Yeah. That defensive three seconds in the key. Yep. He's more suited to the NBA yep. than the NBL. And that's where you have this catch-22 where it's, okay, Cam Oliver going to the NBA is great for the NBL because it means high-level imports that want to get back to the NBA say, yep, there's a clear pathway yep. if I perform in this league to get back. Sometimes when you're playing over in Europe, you can disappear off the mm. map a little bit. It's hard to play in Europe. That's a big – it's a and it, and it's hard. It's the way physical, they play. Yep. It's, it's a different game. But then you come over and you're like, okay, if, if you can average 20 points as an athlete yeah. in the NBA, can you necessarily do that in the NBL? Because there's no defensive three seconds. The court's smaller. It's more compact. I think we don't give enough credit. Like even you put a guy like Scotty Machado, mm. getting assists in the NBL is a lot harder than oh getting assists. It's ridiculous. In the NBA. Yeah. And we highlight like imports like Cam Oliver. We talk about his defense all year. And we're just like, man, his defense isn't good. And as I said, there's eight players who are trying to be defensive player of the year in the NBA. Other than that, if you're a good defender, you're not going to make it. Aaron Kraft was an elite guard defender and he just went slowly. They're like, eh, gone. And that's a guy that I would love to see over here. In the NBL? In the mental. NBL. It would be mental. Where's he playing at the moment? I have no idea. He'd be somewhere over in Europe just damn dudes up full time. And court again. Oh. selling houses on the side probably. <laughs> <laughs> Doing something. The NBL now needs a draft. With the amount of young talent that we're seeing come through the ranks, do you reckon that it's time every year a draft? It doesn't have to be massive fanfare, but maybe it allows some of these smaller market teams to get guys. But then the issue with that, and before you even answer it, I'm already going to say cold. Yeah. Because you've got to have a set salary yep. for a guy coming through. Yeah. So you, guys are going to lose money on that because you can't have, okay, the set salary for the top draft pick is 160000 
Because then the Taipans, even if they get the first pick, they yeah. don't want to pay a young guy that maybe may not make a huge impact, 160 grand, 200, 300 plus. The thing, the, the main thing is, and this has been the talk of, should we have a trade as well, like a trade period and all that? It, it's going to be hard because of the, you talk about the money that we're, we're not AFL, we're not NRL in no. terms of- And the money's uh, great. Considering what the league makes, the yeah. players are earning oh, good coin. But it's like, you look at, oh, can we throw in trades? If you've got a young guy who's on the end of the bench and on a one-year deal and has to try and pick up his whole life and move away, or, or an older guy who's looks settled, it's going to be- I some sort of trade period to help out, like when we just see trying it with, to, um, with just injuries. Down have on, I gone on, on this run sheet where it said trade period? Well, draft. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think right. we're going to have a draft. I don't, <laughs> I, it's cold. I'm saying cold with you. <laughs> so I was just going with something else. But move on then. <laughs> we'll chuck in trade period for next week. But no, right. I, I do reckon that it's we're a little bit away from that. Do we have enough young talent? So you put this one in just to say cold. Pretty much. I just okay. To discuss. Nice. It, you know? This was. Sometimes, sometimes I just like to have a little bit of back and forth with you, Pete. Well, I've got to be able to speak. To, I've got to have the fourth. <laughs> I'm going to be able to come back. This oh. that's a tram. Okay, <laughs> you and the tram. Full, full strength Phoenix. Full strength Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. Are they a threat? Yes. If they're full strength and Kiefer Sykes playing the way, they're a legitimate threat to, to cause a semi-finals upset. We all think this year we're like it's going to be Melbourne Perth Grand Final Series. Whichever team ends up playing against the Phoenix, and I know Melbourne lost to the Phoenix the other day in the throwdown, but. That could come back to being a real smart loss if it means they finish third and Melbourne can finish first because you don't want to come against a hot fit. If they're hot for a couple games, you're going to have your work cut out for you in a semi That's right. The, the team can play. Yeah. Like they've got a stacked roster when you, strength. Yeah, when you throw Brokoff in there as well. Yeah. Creek, if he can get just a little bit more usage, mm-hmm. I want to see from Creek. And it's it's Sykes and Creek. They're the two guys who are going to lead the team. Everyone it's one of the best one two punches when they're on. When they're one on. One of the best one two so punches. So the if they are staying healthy and starting to play this basketball, you do not want to play them in a semi final series. Not at all. Jeez, a, that's a good hot cold. That's a good one. It's not a tram one. <laughs> Giddy all NBL. First team. That's all we're talking about right now. All NBL first. first team. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be close. I think you're going to have locks because it's three outside, two inside. That's It's yeah. not like point guard, shooting guard. It's three uh, outside, two no, Which inside. is as it should be. I hate when you yep. have to pencil it yeah. in. So you've positions. got Landale Mooney. You would the, you yeah. assume they're going to be locked in. Cotton Sobey. Yeah. So that last one, I reckon there's three potentials. It's going to be uh, Tyler Harvey. Casper Ware or Josh Giddy. See, that's a tough one. And I think if, if the Kings can sneak into finals. It's Casper. Casper, if he continues to play. No Tyler Harvey as well. Tyler if, they, if they can sneak it. If both of them miss finals, then I think the argument can be made. For but I still... I, I 11, still 7 and 7. No one's going to... Like those whole stats, no one's coming close to that re, uh, well read. Yeah, I, I, it's a tough one. It is I, a tough it, one. It's a coin flip between him and Harvey. But you opinion. talk about how it's all voted for whatever, with coaches and team um, captains and all that. When you come to doing those votes, I think he's going to get a couple more than we realise. And you... Tyler Harvey again as well, Casper. Actually, you know what? I flip it's tough. It's flip an absolute three side coin. I'll tell you what happens <laughs> with these ones. Whoever gets picked, it's going to be the wrong decision. Well, the other two are going to be locked. If they go Casper, for, they're going to yeah. say it should have been Giddy. If they go Harvey, it should have been Casper. The other two are going to be locks for the second team anyway, so yeah, it doesn't matter. For sure. it's, and I know it's not on here, but I'm th- Finn Delaney's all NBL second team, 100%. Has Beautiful. We all done. Oh, no, we're not all done because <laughs> just something. we love surprising. You always you leave. See, I, I can tell because whenever you're sitting there in the production studio. I come early When these. you're in here before I am, mm. considering I work all day in this building and you're in here before I am, I can always smell something. We'll, we'll roll the vision then. Oh, God. Tristan Forsyth getting some fourth quarter burn for the Phoenix. Only his fourth game of the season. That was Felix. Never seen them in the same room at the same time. <laughs> there he is. That's, I'm telling you, that is Felix. That's FEH. Well, if, we'll see. If he goes off six on debut, then it will be Felix.
You know, Pete, I always hear people bagging out the commentary online on yeah. Twitter. That's why. And that must be why. Mate. That looks nothing like me. Bull. Show that us. looks absolutely nothing that like me. That is you. <laughs> that is you. One of those men is the biggest bachelor in the history of college basketball. Where did Forsyth go to school? <laughs> Mate, that is a dead ringer. That is a dead ringer. Oh, and I, saw, no. I saw it the other day. Now his beard's grown in more. It's helping me. And just, mate, just two good-looking roosters. That's all. One's a lefty, one's a right. I, always, I hate lookalikes. I refuse, I refuse to agree to any lookalike. But you love lookalikes. I love giving them out. Yeah. I love giving them out. But I don't like to receive Someone, People say I look like the shark off the chase. So <laughs> <laughs> if, yeah, that's and really flattening. That is a dead ringer. Oh, Okay. I'll get. I'll, I'll let it fly for now. On that note, hopefully we'll see you again next week. I'm not sure <laughs> after that one, but as always, looking forward to a massive week of NBL action. We'll be back next week. Gamble responsibly.